0: podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: And now, as promised, 250 Supercross West preview, thanks to Fly Racing, Maxis, and Alpine Stars, and otherwise we record this, I don't really know if Alpine Stars is back on the show, but so they could be getting bonus coverage, uh, Alpine Stars. And the more I say Alpine Stars, the more coverage they're getting, so we'll figure that out later. But uh, with me on the line to uh, talk to Vidi West, the two Jasons. First up, the voice of Motocross, the voice of GNCC, the voice of Quads, the voice of Geneva Supercross, the voice of Flat Track, but not the voice of Supercross, Jason Wigandt. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Weej. Just... You can throw
1: that out there right before the intro. Come on, man.
2: <laughs> gonna just, Come on. It's going to hurt all year long. Um, uh, and also on the line, Montreal Supercross winner, German Supercross champion, privateer hero Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? If
3: it helps, Weej, I'm also not the voice of Monster Energy Supercross either. Yep. <laughs> that makes you feel better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm in a very large group. There are literally billions of people mm-hmm. who are not. <laughs>
2: We all know why you didn't get it and uh and I, I, I for one b- firmly believe that, that reason. So uh,
1: now you're just making people overthink things.
2: <laughs> it's the name of our group text right now. <laughs>
1: uh, you really need to be careful.
2: <laughs> all right. Um Okay, so two fifty West uh preview. Um we think we have it all nailed down. Do I skip the rant or do I do I get into it? Uh just skip, Never skip it. the rant. I mean, do we just skip it? We just skip the part where the fans don't know who's racing this weekend. They just do not have any idea who's showing up. That's the part we skip. We're just, you know, you you just show up. Yeah. I mean, I think we've got it figured out for the most part. Uh, Maybe a question or two. some injuries have helped with that, also with us figuring it out. And a question or two yet yeah, still to be remain, but uh, West and East. Obviously, East kicks off in Minneapolis, uh, so round six or something. Uh, but 250 West series right now. And we're going to have Tyler Keith of the Troy Lee team team uh, join us here in a little bit. Uh, he's got some things to say, and we want to talk to him a little bit about his team. But right now, uh, McElrath lining up against Sexton. Sorry, not Sexton. He's off. McElrath lining up against... Uh, um, uh, Adams and Cirillo and Ferrandez. Those three, maybe? if uh, Can RJ make a leap? I don't know. He hasn't won a race yet, but uh, I think the title comes down to one of those three guys: we, AC, McElrath, or um, Ferrandes.
1: Yeah, I would think they're the favorites coming in um, for sure. I mean, Ferrandes has yet to really complete one of these. He was okay in his rookie year, and then last year he was super fast, but. He didn't last very long. Injuries have just been tough on him almost every see- series he's been in. But riding skills-wise, I think he could put him there with the other two. Uh, and if you look at AC and McElrath, they were darn close in points, actually, even last year. So that would be a tough one to call. But I don't know who – yeah, I like what you're saying about Hampshire, but I don't know who else really jumps off the page to say you should consider them as good as uh, like McElrath and St. Cerullo, at least.
2: Uh, what do you think, JT? Am I missing one?
3: No, I think you got it nailed. I mean – If we've learned anything, it's to never expect what we're going to get from the 250 class, but when you look at, you know, Adam coming off of the win in Vegas, is that two years in a row he's won Vegas? Or some version of Vegas? Uh, No, yeah,
2: not two in a row, I don't think. I think two out of three, maybe?
1: No, it's two in a row. Two in a row? He pulled off the title two years in a row because of the craziness. Yeah.
3: All right. So, uh, yeah, and then you look at Shane, you know, he's been a contender, and honestly, I thought he was going to be your champion, uh, more than once over those two seasons and uh, just the experience level and the speed. I think the real question mark for me, I think both of those two will be in the mix. I I'm really interested to see w- what we get from Ferrandis. I know he's talented. I know he's capable. Um, he's kind of been all over the place. Like the first year he was here, I was really unhappy with the way he was riding. He was taking everybody out and, and almost a hazard out there. Um, but he's really cleaned it up. He's, obviously gotten smoother and figured out that you can't, you know, knock people down every, you know, every other lap and finish a whole series. So I think if he can stay healthy for the whole series, as as we alluded to, he may be the one that jumps off the page and, and gets a surprise championship when, and, and surprise is pushing it. But I think he's going to be better than maybe most are thinking.
2: I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I just, I don't know. There's been a lot of buzz about AC. <laughs> yeah,
3: no doubt. Um, I guess my my larger point, sorry to cut you off. My larger point is that I don't think that the the casual fan has Ferrandez circled as their likely champion and I think he may end up doing just that.
2: Yeah. I'm 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 team Ferandes. I I am a, a big fan of his. I think he can double double uh title this thing this year. I really do. But he hasn't finished one series yet, so that is a massive problem if, if for any double titles that we are talking about. But um, certainly, yeah, I like the bike. I really like the Yamaha's, and the motors, and those things are just they they're they're the best. I mean, and there's there's a lot of the competition guys go. Those are the what we're shooting for. So you know when the competition says those things, uh, you know that they're you know trying to really um, you, you know like you know it's bad. So, um, okay. Um, And McElrath, I mean, he's a really good dude. He's solid. He's not super flashy, but why can't – he could easily win this thing.
1: Yeah, uh, it is – JT mentioned the term casual fan. For sure, AC has the hype, And I think if you were to just quiz most people uh, comparing Cincirlo to McElrath, they'd be like, ah, dude, AC, man, he's the guy. But, again, if you look at their actual results that they've had in these races – uh, they're almost flip a coin between the two of them. It's been very close. Uh, Central, I think, did finish ahead of him in points last year, but McRaez was ahead of him all the way until the final round, when Adam won it. So, I mean, they've won the same amount of races. Actually, McRaez won more races recently. Um, so, McRaez is, I think, much more of a contender, which is why than people realize. Which is why we, of course, invented the term. Right. What is it? Shit on chain. Thank you. We invented that term. And this really goes back to the very beginning of this podcast here. We said it's hard to predict anything in this class because we certainly weren't predicting McArath would win the opener two years ago, and he did. So it just shows that there could be a fifth or seventh place, we're thinking, guy that actually ends up being really fast and wins races. But I think at this point, McArath is way past that. He's legit, and it should not shock anyone. If he wins races or wins the title, he's already proven the last two years he's about as good as anyone in the class. He's been close to the title the last two years.
2: Who needs to win more for like legacy, for for easing frustrations, for getting everyone to calm down? No, AC (laughs) or Tomac. Like, aren't they sim? They're similar to me. Like, just get it done. Or
3: Tomac? Yeah. Just who's? I think. I think Sincerello, because Tomac, as we talked about in the 450 preview, I think Tomac's back-to-back outdoor championships plus winning the Monster Cup, I think takes a little bit off. There's going to be disappointment, no doubt, right? That's the essence of your question is who has more disappointment? I think, I think Adam has to win one of these things. He's been the prodigy since he was 10 years old or five years old even. To not get a, a regional championship out of this deal – you know, if it never works out, I think it would right. be, it would be. I, I think he'll get a 450 ride wherever he wants, either way. But I think he'll always look back and think he should have gotten at least one. Well,
2: I think Dean Wilson is an, Dean Wilson can't believe he doesn't have a regional supercross title. You know, like same same kind of idea. But I don't think Dean was as good as Adam. But he
3: didn't I have see. any hype. I mean, Dean
2: was. Yeah.
3: He was really good. Don't get me wrong, but mm. most. Most Americans didn't even know who he was oh. you know, until until Mitch hired him. Yeah, you know what? It's uh,
2: it's just it's got to happen for it's got He's getting big. He's huge. He's a monster. Like how long? Yeah. Like is this the last year? I I would think this is the last year. I believe he's treating it like his last year in two hundred and fifty class. Now we've heard that time and time before, Weej. But I mean, he this has got to be it. This kid's got to get it done.
1: Well, it's what's interesting is that it slipped so far in the other direction. I think he had so much hype early in his career that I think half the people were pumped on the guy and half of the people wanted to see him fail because you always root for the underdog, and he was by far the overdog. Now
2: The he overdog? So
1: he <laughs> was the overdog. It was like, uh. yeah, I want to see someone else win. I want to see... Uh, people do root. When you get to the top, people root for your failure. To just, be, And when you're at the, on, the, on the underdog, they root for the underdog to win. He flipped it in completely completely other direction. Or again, I think if you were to ask people is he as good as McElrath? They'd say he's a whole level above, and then you'd actually point to the stats and say he's actually not. But I think now people like Adam so much, they root for Adam so much. He's such a comeback story that I don't think people see it as, dude, he's got to get it done. He's been a failure. He hasn't performed. I actually was shocked. I mean, if you quiz people and said how many years have he been pro, this is like his sixth year. But I don't think you're ever going to hear anyone saying, this is ridiculous, he's been in the class six years. This is taking too long. When is he finally going to do it? I don't feel like you hear that chatter because I think people like him so much now. He's flipped so far in the other direction you, uh, that um, he avoids most of that criticism that other riders get.
2: You gave him a Davy for rider of the social rider of the year.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, great guy to deal with for the you know media what? and for the fans. He's you, awesome. So I know, think that takes a lot of the heat off him, but only because he's had so many struggles on the track. He becomes a sympathetic right person. If he was doing all this media stuff and winning all the races like he was supposed to from day one, and he was, he hadn't gotten hurt, there would definitely be some I'm over this guy blowback from the fan. Right. Definitely.
3: Um, you know, there's a lot of... But don't, oh, go ahead. Sorry, don't you don't you think, even with the struggles, right, year six as we alluded to, don't you think he's still probably the number one draft pick for most teams and sponsors? I know myself working for Fly racing as a you know a prospective sponsor, he would probably be my number one draft pick. I just I love everything the kid brings to the table. He's fast, obviously. He can win races, which you know he's going to be expected to do here in a few days. But the off the track stuff is just as valuable, if not more. I I just don't see how even if he doesn't get it done, I think whether it's Honda, whether it's Cali, whether it's whoever. Somebody's going to step up and offer this kid a ton of money to ride a 450 championship or not.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of downtime for the uh, two, epic two-part Finding Stew vlog that I did this summer with the kid. And, mm-hmm. like, we had some good talks and some of it, uh, you know, I'm not not going to preview to, to talk about. But Ad- I, I know Adam feels like, like hey, I'm probably not going to reach the heights that everyone thought I was going to make. Like, i have already not made it as much as people want to but i can still be phenomenal and still have a great career but like all of that stuff that people were talking about isn't going to happen and i'm like that's pretty pretty mature response you know like pretty i mean it's obvious like you know with the injuries and stuff and all that but
3: the story's not written right the the legacy will be what comes in the future on a 450 the 250 is great you know but bradshaw's legacy wasn't from a 250, or you know, whoever, all, all the greats. Nobody cares about their 250 stuff. It's the 450 that's going to make or break how people remember him. So I don't think that chapter's really been written yet.
2: Yeah, um, I, 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 he's my pick. He's my pick. I, I'm shitting on Shane again, but I, I think that I think I think Adam's going to get it done. Uh, I talked to Nick a little bit, and he works with Nick Way, of course, and, and we're all friends with Nick. And I, I, I talked to Nick a little bit about it, and and you know, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like it's coming together. So um,
3: my heart, my heart is with Adam. Like I, I really want Adam to win. We're both Florida, you know, guys, and I've watched him race his whole life, and that's, not, you know, that's no exaggeration at all. I, I literally watched him race his whole life. Uh, I want him to win. He's wh- who I will be rooting for. But I, I think Shane's going to win. That Shane will be my my pick. If i pick he with my head, I'll pick Shane. Wait.
1: Yeah, I like uh, where where JT's at with that. As I'm saying, Centrilo is a very sympathetic figure now. People want to see him succeed. They want to see the comeback. But, uh, yeah, if I put it on paper, I just feel like... I I mean, last year could have, should have been his year also. And for the most part, McArath was better. Now, I guess a lot of it depends on this ACL injury and Adam didn't use it as an excuse. He said it really didn't bother him in the races that much. He didn't want to put anything on that. I mean, maybe he's way better this year because the knee is fixed. But I didn't see anything last year to make me think that he's better than McElrath. And McElrath is proving consistent. He gets good starts. It's kind of like the Anderson thing. Like, what are the weaknesses yeah. that McElrath
2: has? I, I can't so, think of any. hard to pick him
1: yeah. apart. No, it's I, hard to pick him apart.
2: I think if you put McElrath and Adam on a track together drop the gate, Adam logs a faster lap time seven times out of ten. But that doesn't matter. There's other people on the You're track right. and not, there's bad that's starts. That's not the race we're going to be having. Yes, there's, there's, there's yep. lots, of, lots of things going on. But I think Adam is the faster rider. But, yeah, that and, a, you know. I
3: think the, the the one thing for Shane is he's got to avoid And it wasn't even his fault two years ago. He had some sort of electronic issue or something going on. I can't re- remember exactly what it was, if they even announced what it was but he's just got to avoid that one race where things fall apart for him. And, you know, maybe Ferrandez and Adam both have those too, but it just seems like that's been his downfall. The last two seasons is one weekend, you know, the title is gone after that weekend and right. everything was looking great until that night. And then he, you lose 20 plus points and it's the whole series flips on you. So that's what I'll be looking for. Cause I think he comes out and I think he wins a one. He's been so good at a one in the past. Um, his starts are so great, but, can he avoid that one pitfall weekend that will cost you a title?
2: Well let's uh let's call up uh McElrath's manager, Tyler Keefe. Good guy, friendly guy, ex pro racer, and uh maybe get his take on Cantrell, uh, the other rider, and-, and Shane himself. Uh let's let's bring Tyler in. Joining us on the line, the manager of the uh TLD KTM uh Red Bull team. Uh Tyler Keefe, what's up, man? How are you?
0: Good. Out in California. Uh break trying to break in race bikes today, but the track's a little muddy, so
2: well, maybe you shouldn't have watered it so much so much. It's my fault. Um Hey, so two out of the three of us have picked Sugar Shane McElrath for the title, I want you to know. So who didn't uh, it? That was me. That was me.
0: <laughs> um two out of the three of us and it's you.
2: Well, I went with uh, you know, a kid from Florida.
0: Uh, the guy you're in love with more than anybody.
2: Uh, that is not true. Tim Ferry would be very upset <laughs> to hear you say that. But Osborne would be very upset. Osborne would be upset, yes. Am- Amart would be upset. Phil would be upset. <laughs> uh, uh, and, we'll, and we don't have enough time to get into how you screwed Amart over, Keith. But we'll, oh, we, maybe we'll that would be a, se- a separate show. But, no, seriously, uh, <laughs> Tyler, Shane has done everything but win this title the last couple of years and he probably hasn't gotten enough recognition for it mechanical problem uh one year a crash in another year um you got to be feeling good how, how what's the what's the mindset going into this year with Hugh and Shane and and again we all know he can do it and how close he's come
0: yeah i think i mean the last two years have been definitely we've just had little hiccups um 17 we had an issue in in Houston or in Houston or Dallas um, and then last year, not many people know, but he crashed in Oakland. And uh, Shane's a kind of kid, never complain. And um, after Oakland, you know, he actually rode after he crashed. He ro- rolled around and looked up at me and basically gave me like the "give me a minute" sign. And and um, with with that, you kind of know like, okay, he he hit hard. There's something going on. And he finished the the main. Um, and then that, that next week, we had a um, we have a three on it at our test track and you have to seat bounce it and he never did it all week. So I kind of knew something was up, um, San Diego. He just wasn't himself. Uh, and then, you know, after we had a break and he went and got checked out and had a three or four broken ribs. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of, those two races really killed him, um, for the championship, but you know, he's got the speed he's got, you know, he's got everything he needs. So it's, it's just kind of putting it in the whole series and, uh, minimizing those little mistakes
2: um yeah it, it is such a short series too that one one bad one knocks you out of it um how's he feeling this year though 100 percent. everything's great
0: yeah As of now everything's good um he's had a good off season and and uh just kind of have been building and he's i would say he's matured even more um you know he's been down in florida and he's actually been getting along with jason anderson really well and they've been kind of doing motos together so that's been a benefit for him and um yeah, I think we're we're in a good spot. Now uh, we jump in.
1: Well, when I think of two guys that are so similar, I'm not surprised at all. Anderson <laughs> and McRae. I mean, they're practically just cut from the same cloth. No surprise.
0: Absolutely. How the hell
1: did that happen?
0: I I I honestly I don't know. Um, I spent uh, probably three or four weeks down there this summer, and they just they get along really well. I mean, Shane's super easy to get along with. Jason's super easy. They're they're literally complete opposites on you know how they are but for some reason they click really well and um even out in california they've been putting in motos the last couple weeks so uh it's good i think it's it's good for shane to see that you know different side and um yeah it's been good
2: we were talking about shane and like we don't he doesn't really have a weakness he's in shape the bike is good his starts are good he's fast like He's he's just a solid package, Tyler. Is there something though that you'd like to work on, or that he worked on a little bit to improve on? Because honestly, like yeah, I can't think of anything where I'm like this. Shane needs to do this better.
0: (laughs) The biggest thing it's it's taken us so long for him to work on is really just to believe in himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the day, you know he he just loved riding motorcycles, and I don't, I truly I don't think he's ever you know dreamed of kind of being where he's at. So for him yeah <laughs> there's actually a funny story his second race we were flying home and uh from utah and he was behind me and um an old kind of sitting in, in the in the middle seat and this lady said you know are you guys here for a race and he's like yeah I'm here for a motorcycle event and just speaking to her and she goes oh how'd you do he said oh not not too bad i got i got top 20 i think <laughs> and i was yeah. sitting in front of him and i'm like holy smokes and I actually said to him, I said, Shane, you're a smart kid. I said, if there's 40 problems on a math test and you got 20 of them right, what percentage would that be? And he goes, an, an F? Or he goes, 50%. And I said, what grade is that? And he goes, an F? And he looks at the lady and goes, yeah, I didn't do very well.
2: <laughs> and
0: so it's just kind of getting him to believe like yeah. what he's truly capable of and and uh, having that kind of demeanor of I, I can do this and nobody can stop me.
2: Uh, JT, you got questions for Tyler?
3: Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, when you look back on 2018 and, you know, Plessinger wins two titles, which obviously Shane was in the mix for, uh, but when you guys assess the whole team and what to work on as a team, whether it's equipment or organization or whatever, uh, what what would you think was something that you guys could have been better at or what's your goal to be better at for 19 that could make a difference? <sighs>
0: Basically, with with Shane, it was um, he's always got to push himself during the week, and he he can actually ride at a a comfort level, I would say, that looks really good and it's pretty good times. But he has more in him, um, and and just pushing him to get to that. And sometimes when he goes down to Florida, he was just going into the I'd say just going through the motions. Um, this year, we had Jordan Smith go down and do the whole boot camp with him, and then he you know ha- had Jason riding with him, so. I've seen a, a big change in in um, each time he's on the track. You know his intensity is is higher and and I would say a, a better quality.
3: Uh, do, you, do you guys? I guess sorry, Mike. I was wondering if you guys do you think that um, like when you left the season, we're like, man, we need to get the bike a little bit better, or would do you think like you were saying, it's just we need to get the guys, the riders, to execute on race day a little bit better? Because I think I know for the 250 class, that's such an ongoing battle as the equipment is constantly evolving and getting better and even Steven earlier in this podcast was saying you know the yamaha seems like it's the target out there that everybody's trying to aspire to and obviously the ktm is a great bike but i just wondered internally and obviously you can't share everything but i think there are a lot of curious people out there to how you guys view it like when you sit back to like man we if we could get a little better here or the chassis or the engine or a little bit better you know maybe that would make the difference I think in
0: the 250 class, you know, the engine is such a huge um, advantage if you have a strong en- engine, and um, we were fortunate enough that uh, we had some guys from Austria come out uh, early November, and they kind of brought some engine packages, and then the U.S. side brought some engine packages, and I think they had four or five engines that they all uh, we got to choose from, and um, we definitely made some progress there, which was good. Um, and it was, it was good to have a completely different uh, – Side of you know an engine package that they race over in Europe um, compared to what we have, and um, so it was a good learning for for everybody from the team. And and uh, actually, Jordan and Shane both picked the, I you know everything was the same on the engine package. So it was it was a good uh, good week down in Florida, and I think we we've definitely gained some uh, an advantage on that side.
2: We uh, we haven't talked to, about Cantrell, your other West rider, yet in this mm-hmm. podcast. But while we have you on the phone. Look, uh, he's not going to win races, uh, but, you know, getting close to the podium is nice. He's in a group with Moseman and with Harrison and these type of guys that, you know, maybe Lopes, which way are they going? Which way is their career going? How's Sean Cantrell looking? What's your expectations for him and, and all that? It's a big year for him.
0: He's made a, a huge, pro- um, a lot of progress this off season, which was cool to see, Um my goal for him is I want him to qualify well in in uh, you know time qualifying and run up front in heat races, try to win his you know heat races and poke his nose in there for some podiums in the mains mm-hmm. and, and really just get his feet wet of of running up front. Um, you know, the, basically, I think all the guys in that class are Brandis, Shane, and all them. They're you know twenty three, twenty four years old, so um, they have a little bit more experience than the younger kids, but just to show the speed and, and what they have um, and what we can build off of. So he's riding really well, and I think, uh, I think he's going to turn some heads this, this uh, West Coast season.
2: Weech, how many rounds into the East Coast before Tyler Keefe regrets the decision to let Amart walk? First round, second round, what are you thinking?
1: Um, how many rounds are there? Because I'm gonna to have to count a lot of rounds, I think. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs>
2: yes. Okay. Counting. Well, okay.
1: Just are there ten? Can we go to ten?
0: No, nine.
2: <laughs> really? Okay. All right. I guess I'll just be waving that flag.
0: All. a Aymar, and and us and the team are we're still good. We still. Oh yeah. I yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm sure.
2: Lost. I'm sure. But it's gonna come back to bite you. Okay. It's gonna come. Aymar has
0: no regrets. A-Mart's in a
1: great. Great position right now. I want you
2: to know, Tyler. We shot these Racer X preview videos down at Pro Circuit, and I was also railing on a guy in a wheelchair for uh, his pick uh, over Amart. Also, so it's not you're not the only one. I was there. Weed, you heard my passionate defense.
0: Well, I think there was Amart, to be a bet A-Mart on it versus. versus um... I had we had a lot of fun with him, and and uh, yeah, it just it didn't work out for re mm-hmm. huh? resign him, but everything's still all good. Well, oh, okay,
2: all right. Well, I'll be checking in on you early in the East Coast, Tyler.
0: <laughs>
2: so, uh, all right, hey, thanks for the time, Tyler. Really appreciate it. again. Good luck with everything, Shane. Certainly, um, you know, two of the three guys on this line's picked to win the t- championship. So, and uh, it, hopefully, he gets it done for you guys and and uh, for himself. Thanks for the
0: time, man. Why, why
1: were you dumb enough to come on this show? Why Why would you do this?
0: <laughs> it's a terrible decision. Well, actually, actually, uh, Mathis called me and then. Said he's getting on the phone with you, and I haven't spoke to you in a while. And I'm like, oh, what's Weege up to? Where's he at? And he's like, oh, I'm on my phone pretty soon. I said, well, give me a call, and then that just turned into this. So yeah, oh, we'll just record it. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, uh, Weej is your favorite media guy, Tyler.
0: Uh, out of between you and him, I'm hundred no. percent.
2: Okay, all right.
0: Well, I'll take it. Okay, fantastic. It. <laughs>
2: all right, Tyler, thanks, buddy.
0: Talk to you guys. Later. All right, See ya. See ya.
2: Bye. Uh, Tyler Keith, everybody, team manager, TLDKTM. KTM. Um, all right, let's keep moving on with our preview here. Um, so, as we touched on, I feel like, uh, AC, McElrath, uh, that next group of guys, I- I've said it over and over, like R.J. Hampshire, he- he's got to get a race win before we can start talking about titles. But, look, he won a national last year. Did- I think he podiumed a Supercross. Did he-, did he not podium Indianapolis, I think? I believe he did. Um, so he's getting there. This is, But, uh, you know, R.J.'s got to take that step. Weege?
1: He does, man. Uh, He definitely made some huge steps late in the year. Clearly that team improved the bike because he was riding a lot better toward the end of the year, and then Sexton was riding really well. But that was outdoors. But it feels like years ago, the beginning of Supercross last year, but it was not good. I mean, RJ was getting hole shots and not riding well at all, even by his own admission, not riding well. Mm -hmm. So in a year, yeah, you thought, like, okay, he's got to make a step up. He really didn't in Supercross. And then he got hurt. At Daytona, so the races really weren't that good. I don't know if there were any real supercrosses to be too pumped on. So mm. another shot at it, but you're right. Um, the way these 250 deals work this year, there's a shocking amount of job security. Don't don't rant on this, Steve, but that's just the way it is. But eventually, yeah, I mean, well, wow. he's got to become their number one type guy to, to go and win races and not just learn.
2: Guy goes paying three amateur guys a quarter million dollars or so. So you know, RJ's got. Each Not, or total? Uh, probably each. Probably each. I, I don't know. Come on. I, I haven't seen their bank balances, but probably. Um, so, nah. RJ, you know, RJ is on a bit of a timetable here, JT, to get things done or be get, kind of passed over.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of kids coming up. You know, I think RJ took steps forward last year, though. You know, going into the outdoor season, would we have thought he was going to win a national? No. Because I would have said no. Right. So, that's, that's obviously a positive step. So, you know, can he take another step forward? You know, I don't think he's in danger of losing his spot because let's face it, there aren't many people in the class that can win an an overall outdoor national. So that says something. Uh, But to be taken seriously and more importantly to get, you know, what he's really going to want, which is a factory 450 spot. Yes, he needs to take that next step forward to become championship relevant because Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to take to get a 450 spot.
2: Uh, Colt Nichols uh, certainly has had his share of injuries, but – Man, this guy's good. Like, technically, on a supergross track, Colt Nichols is very good, JT. Yeah,
3: he's a great rider. I think, you know, anybody that watches him at the races would come away with the same perception that he's almost sneaky good. He's not flashy. Uh, he's not throwing huge whips or, you know, I, I can't remember leaving a timed qualifying session and being like, man, Nichols is, is unbelievable. Watch out for him tonight. But then you look up, just like last year, you look up at the end of the night and he's on the podium or he's, you know, right there. So uh, we haven't really put much emphasis on him, but I could see him getting multiple podiums in in 2019. He just seems to be there at the end when he needs to be. Um,
1: If I think of a guy who could be the we weren't hyping him up enough and we should have known better, I think maybe it's Nichols. Like, I think he has the ability to have right. that type of breakout where he I, I agree. wins a race and we're like, whoa, uh,
2: whoa. I, I agree, and it'll be shit on Colt, you know?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's the shit on Colt candidate, um, c- like Macareth, yes.
2: Absolutely. Uh, McAdoo um, jumped from or lost his ride at Geico, went to Traders Yamaha. Then Sexton went down, Craig went down, and he went back to his old team, Geico. It's very bizarre, um, but um, he's on short short time on the on the team for the new bike, but it shouldn't be that far off what he what he raced. So, you know, the adaption isn't going to be that much. He raced a Yamaha in Europe uh, for a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're McAdoo, JT, you're just like, like you were like basically knocked down to a B team and, you know, you you, you were like, okay, well, it's going to be a big fight to get back into this A-level factory equipment and you got this reprieve and, I don't know, man, maybe... Maybe it'll be new appreciation, and maybe he'll get a little better.
3: Yeah. How do we feel about that? Is there hard feelings from the trader side? I know you've talked to to Skip Norfolk and are closer to that than I am.
2: um, It's interesting because there wasn't hard feelings from Skip, but apparently other people on the team there was very hard feelings. Yes, yes, very hard feelings. Right.
3: Um, That's that's tough for that team. He's a he's a good get, right? He's a guy that can run top five. You know, we saw him leading Nationals last year. Yeah, even the even,
2: yeah, the, could, even the clothing. Sorry, the clothing company that FXR is sponsoring the team, and they're like, "Wait, what? You lost the best rider that we gave you money for?" What?
3: Yeah, oh. yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a, yeah so, uh, there's a lot of variables to that. So I, I that was what I was curious about. Um, but for Mcadoo, he's got to make the best decision for himself. So I don't blame him. Yep. Putting himself on a you know a Geico Honda certainly improves your chances for success in the 250 class. It, you know, if this was a 450. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a small percentage difference for how a rider like McAdoo is going to do, but on on the 250, it's it's everything. It really, really changes the narrative for even just the stupid stuff like most fans don't really think about, but we live, you know, we live in this, this bubble, but like getting factory level tires, you know, all just all the little stuff like that makes such a massive difference on race day for, you know, what your net result is, so. I don't think he was probably thrilled with having to make that phone call to Skip Norfolk, but mm-hmm. when you have this very finite time to prove yourself, you've got to do it. Like I, I don't think he's probably thrilled about it, but you just have to do it.
2: Um, JGR looks to be Dakotas and Lopes. Um, new bike for the Suzuki guys, uh, better bike. Let's go to our JGR expert out in the field, Jason Wygant.
1: Yeah, this has been a tough offseason for them because although it looks like everything's fine and they have the same team and same truck and a lot of the same riders as last year, uh, behind the scenes, it was tough, man. They lost their sponsor, and I know they were trying to hang on to figure out a way to keep everyone in place. But there were definitely rumors that they might have to go to two 250 riders, one per coast. Amart, already signed. Mathis, I know you endorsed that pick. Amart was good. But for the rest of the three, which would be Dakotas, Lopes, and I guess now we're going to have Kyle Peters on the East. Those three didn't know, so they were supposed to go out and ride and train and test just like. Everything was fine, but that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Uh, it had to be in the back of their mind. So they've been good for a few weeks now where they know for sure they have rides, but I wonder how much of an impact uh, that's going to make, pretending that everything was good when they knew there was a chance that it wouldn't be very good at all. Um, so we'll see. How do Lose never ridden Supercross. He's actually a rookie.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't think we are going to do. I mean, Jimmy D podium. Remember Jimmy D podium Dallas?
1: And anyway. Yeah, and the previous year in the West, he was really good. Like yep. West was stacked, but he was in the mix.
2: Yep, he was. So, that could be a sleeper pick right there. Jimmy D. Um Yeah. JT, what do you think?
3: I'm I'm going to give this one a TBA. I don't know. <laughs> my my initial my initial reaction is going to be it's they're going to have very tough road to hoe here, a row to hoe, I guess.
2: But what does that mean, though? That like, like what, does that, what does that mean as far as, like, who hoes a road? Like We know what a hoe is. Right? Tough row to hoe. We know what a hoe is.
3: It's in working
2: in the garden, you,
3: you a you, row of, a row of produce, you've got to hoe the row of farmland. It's a tough row to hoe. It's not road, it's row.
2: Okay, so is it tough? Meaning the, the the soil is hard
3: packed, or like what what does that mean? Because I don't know. That's a good yeah. That's a good. How did that ever start? Question, but I right. do know it is row. It is row. Right. I, I just got clarification on that recently, so I'm I'm gonna
2: yeah. I, I guarantee you, nine out of ten people say road.
3: Correct. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Right. I have done it several times myself. Right. But anyway, I think to quantify that, I think you know the backside of the top ten is going to be pretty commonplace for those guys. But, you know, I've said that the last couple of years, and then Jimmy D comes out and get a podium, gets a podium, too, and makes me look stupid. So I'm not going to back off from it. When I look on paper, I think there are, you know, a lot of guys that are they're just a little bit better, you know, than, than JGR's lineup. But that doesn't mean they can't prove me wrong once again. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm wrong or right.
2: Well, we'll be over there a lot of eating. So, Weege, we need to really hype these guys up. You know,
1: I, I think so, but we might be rescued by fly racing and WPS with this pre race show we'll be doing. That yeah. might include some food.
2: Yeah, I feel like no matter what happens, we can we always have this backup with these WPS fly guys that are gonna be there and it's gonna be fantastic food and Bradshaw will be hanging out.
1: Oh, with our, with Free our food and free
2: Bradshaw? Out. What how how many rounds until Bradshaw is like, I gotta get away from these idiots? <laughs> JT, what do you what do you think? How many uh, r- I don't, okay. He's on the payroll. He's good. I think he's, like uh, I have a lot of things to talk to Damon about. <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of things I need to talk to him about. So, I don't know.
1: Uh, JT is correct. I've been doing some research here. It is definitely row. It is a farming term. It has nothing to do with roads
2: right. whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: Next year, we're going to work on could care less. Yeah. <laughs> could care less. That means that you actually care quite a bit.
2: Yeah, you care quite a bit. Exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I could care less, care less care but I don't. I care a lot.
3: <laughs> another one is could. I see could of. C c o u l d. OF been instead of could have been. That's another very yeah. uh, common one for people. Yeah. Could
2: have.
3: Um, I just can't thank my team.
2: Right. Just can't. Um, <laughs> just that's
3: my, my personal team. favorite, I think.
2: March <laughs> Banks is somebody, we uh, rookie kid. I talked to somebody who had been at the Pro Circuit track a lot and said it had not been going well with March Banks. This was like uh, three weeks ago, though. So, you know, nothing. He could have gotten better and everything else, but he, he's a raw rookie. He did six nationals last year. And even that was a little bit of ahead of a timetable for him. So, Garrett Marks-Banks, um and, I, and I've heard from these amateur experts out there, all these kooks that just want to, you know, follow these kids. Uh, much better motocross guy than Supercross guy, Weech.
3: Yeah,
1: and you know the, the, the evidence is limited, but he has never done well for whatever this counts as at the Monster Energy Cup events. But mm-hmm. so I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Okay, but at the same time, Fortner did awesome at those every year which led us to overhype him and think he could win the title as a rookie. And I think he was a little confused as to, like, what? why does everyone think I'm going to win the title as a rookie? Like, I've got to learn Supercross. But, dude, right. you dominated yeah. amateur all-stars at Monster Cup. So I think any of these rookies, you're looking at a really uh, small sample size to make predictions on if they're good or bad indoors or out. So maybe he'll be okay. But I have to wonder, I mean, Forkner's okay, right? Forkner's probably healthy and ready to ride. Just usually they don't put rookies on the west. So I was a little surprised unless they were literally like, look, Forkner and ACR yeah. are two title guys. We have to split them up.
2: We're going to do an East Coast preview, but Marty and Forkner could possibly go 1-2 every race on the East. What? Uh, that's, that's a uh. strong lineup right there. You think they're going to go one, two, every race? <laughs> Obviously not, but I'm just uh, I'm just Worst saying. Worst take I've ever heard. Um, well, Amart, wow. Amart, Amart, and those two will swap. One, two, three, three, two, one, you know, whatever. So
1: I will tell you who the, uh, he's not racing West, so he doesn't apply to this podcast. But the real, uh, we're, we're, we're giving Colt Nichols the shit on Shane position on this show because he's West. But the dude that we have shit on the most I don't believe we even mentioned Justin Cooper in the 250 preview videos that we did. I don't think we even remembered really? him. No. Now, there's a really good chance that Justin Cooper does really, really well this year. Yeah. And that comes back to haunt us. Thank God we have to wait all the way till February, and those preview shows will be long since done and no one will remember.
2: Right. Um, okay, so Moseman is another factory rider. Michael Moseman, remember him? Rockstar Husky guy?
1: Man, it is I a strange transition over there to look at their lineup and be like, wow, they've gone from Osborne holding number one plates to Bailey rookie, Moseman sophomore but only raced, didn't quite get them all in last year, and also a rookie, really, with big air Tom Covington. So that is just strange. So their hopes now, it's Moseman on the West, one guy, who has only done a handful of supercrosses? It's just strange to see that lineup from a team that literally had yeah. maybe the best 250 guy last year.
2: Yeah, the politics of the sport, JT, and the Rockstar guys, among the energy drinks, I think the Rockstar guys have the most or the reputation of being the most gnarly uh, as far as like, you know, race wins and do, you know, I, I don't know, I got a feeling. I mean, Just Rockstar guys are, they put pressure on their teams. More Results? Yes, yes. I have that feeling. I don't know. I I could be wrong.
1: No, I I think they do put pressure on but for other ways. I think when it comes to logos and branding and all that weird stuff, they're really specific.
2: I always uh, hear about the Rockstar guy freaking out over this rider and that rider and putting riders on teams and doing this. I don't know. Maybe not. Anyways, it's odd to see them with the Rockstar Husky brand going into Supercross with really three guys that I don't think have a chance of getting a podium. I mean a slim chance. Everyone's got a chance who lines up in the gate, but
3: Yeah, you know, I think they're you know they're going to be banking on their defending 450 champion, right? And then Osborne as well. Right. I mean that's they have to know that as a sponsor, you know, of the 250 team for fly racing. I I understand that, right? It's it's kind of the same dynamic yeah. as a as a sponsor. I know that the 250 team is kind of in a rebuilding mode somewhat. So, yeah, it's just part of it. Uh, but to your point about Rockstar being, you know, uh, aggressive with that stuff, I think that's true. But I think Monster is equally as aggressive as, as how they approach Supercross overall, like how they deal with Feld and branding and stuff like that. I, I think that's where they have put all of their emphasis on 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 that side of it. Where Rockstar's on the teams and the riders, I think Monster's more on series and, and that side of it for whatever reason. I don't know why that seems that way, but that's mm-hmm. just what I see from it.
2: All right, listen to this commercial break here on the show. 250 Supercross West Preview. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out. The official distributor slash gear sponsor of the 2019 Monster Energy Supercross Series. And uh, also to uh, Zach Osborne's personal sponsor, Blake Baggett as well, uh, Weston Pike, and uh, many others out there. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out. And thanks to Alpine Stars and Maxis as well. Maxis has the MXST tire developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Race tech suspension and engines, people. PulpMX 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high performance suspension parts, service, and setups. Modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team. And many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpomex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxis
1: Tires. From your bike to your truck, and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Yeah,
2: hey, we're back. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Fly Racing, uh, RacerX 250 Supercross West Preview Show, Weege, JT. Uh, by the way, did you see that McGrath had, was the number one downloadable podcast of my year in 2018?
1: I did. I was really happy to see that. That was great.
2: I was surprised. Now, look, I, I, yeah. as I said in my article, the race reviews that us three do, and even if we throw in we lose JT and we throw in Osborne or we throw in uh, Ryan, Gold stepped in, Daniel Blair stepped in, uh, the race reviews each week outrank all of those shows. Just about. It's crazy. The the, you, it, the race reviews people that us three do really get a lot of listens. Um, so it's crazy that way. But that's
3: those ones that weren't on were garbage. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Um Tyler Keith coming on strong.
2: Right. And uh but McGrath was a number one podcast, which I was also surprised at, so yeah.
1: All right, so, Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just always worried about the old guys that um people don't care as much as we want them to. Like those guys are our heroes. Yeah. I'm always worried that half our audience is like, Yeah, whatever,
3: man, I'm twenty. Yeah,
1: so McGrath- good to know.
2: Yeah, it's Jeremy though, right? I think he's still I do, with... think
3: if, I do think if you ever get Carmichael, it will be your number one most all time listened to ever. That's my prediction.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they all come around, Steve.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I think I think that's one that they won't, <laughs> but they normally do all come around. But <laughs> he,
3: hey, he replied to your tweet today.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, or J- would you have or, ever or,
3: or, thought he would directly reply? Wow. to Wow!
2: Listen, the way it was written, though, I, I feel like JH replied to my tweet. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Um all
1: right. I'm hurriedly logging back on to Twitter right now.
3: <laughs> All right. But it was a respectful tweet. It, it was. was that there wasn't anything, yeah. no. you know. I mean, it was yeah. as straightforward as you could possibly be, whether it was him or JH or whoever. Yeah. I personally think it was him. But, hey, that's a glimmer right. of hope. You
2: know, last year, the stew pod I did in 16 was the most downloadable, downloaded show. Yep. Out of everything. Even the race reviews. Even the race reviews. The yeah.
3: stew pod. Yeah, you go... You go Stew, McGrath, Reed, Carmichael, yeah. anybody like that. You're still going to get number one. Doesn't yeah. matter how yeah. how removed they are or how irrelevant some people think they are in the sport anymore, or yeah. whatever. Yep, they're going to be number one.
2: Like I feel like we for a new column in 2019 for Racer X. Just start running Stew and Reed old race results or race. Just just be like flashback to Stew and Reed. There, boom. Call it a day. Wait. Well,
1: we we do that on Christmas, actually. I just write like two sentences about them or two paragraphs about them on Christmas, and then I just let people argue in the comments, and it gets a lot of hits. Uh, I mean, look, we know that if we just posted stuff about Stu and Reed and then posted the TV Times and the results, we could probably just shut the doors and take six days a week off. (laughs) Right, right. We're aware.
2: Would Davey know?
1: No. I mean, (laughs) if it doesn't get on Vital or MXA, we're good.
2: Right, right. Um, Okay, so let's get to the next group of guys here. Um, Jacob Hayes. Uh, Mitchell Harrison, um, uh, actually, a, a sleeper guy could be um, uh, Dylan Merriam. I don't know how Merriam's Merriam supercross skills are. Justin Starling is a is a, a kid that is broken in the top ten a lot. Uh, thinking about fantasy stuff, JT. Justin Starling has paid off. Um, there's that next yeah, group solid. of guys
3: doesn't doesn't jump off the page, but re- solid results last year. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You
2: never be like, oh, look at Starling, and then you're like, all of a sudden at the end of the night, he's like ninth. You're like, holy shit. Yep. Um, Jacob Hayes is interesting, though, Weege. Uh, represented by his agent, Mr. Daniel Blair. Uh, Jacob Hayes is on the cycle trader team. Um, he has been... Is he his
1: official agent, he is. or is he just, like, helper no, guy?
2: No, I think he... Yeah, I think it's an agent. Wow. I don't know, bro, but uh, look, the way Blair was throwing around his predictions for Hayes' Canadian Nationals um, results, that was 100% agent talk, like, just where they've lost their mind, where they're just... They're just drunk with, <laughs> drunk with love and drunk with commission checks and stuff. Like, like, he has to be an agent with those predictions. So, okay. Um, Jacob Hayes is interesting, though. That's, that's probably, well, we're going to do sleepers. That might be my
3: sleeper. Oh, gosh. It might be my sleeper, Jacob question, Hayes. Mark. I think, right? If, you're, if you don't know where to slot someone in, I think he's the number one guy for that, that question. Weegee?
1: Uh, you mean Hayes being legitimate as a sleeper?
2: Yeah, like, or just give like, me your Jacob Hayes. Yes, G- he's allowed your...
1: to be in the category. Yes.
2: Give me your Jacob Hayes thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to surprise because I I don't think people probably even know who he is. As crazy as that sounds, being the arena cross champ, but just like we said about we could post read stew results and TV times on our website. Like we know, like we can. Screaming the mountaintops all we want about Arena Cross. The fans, just for whatever reason, didn't gravitate to it. And there's tons of other series that are like that, too. GNCC is near and dear to my heart. I can post all the crap I want about it on Racer X. It doesn't get hits. So Hayes is probably better than a lot of people realize. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised for him to be turning some heads. I don't know exactly what that is, but I just say in the mix, let's say he's right. getting some fifths, I think people are going to be like, whoa, who is this guy? It'll be like, he's the Arena Cross champ. Seriously. Um,. Um, I, I think, think Bowers was a little different. Bowers had a little bit more yeah. uh, star power than most arena cross guys. He's the only one I think that could come in that maybe wasn't a sleeper, but Hayes for sure is going to be better than most people who probably don't even know who he is.
2: JT, he's, he's older, so he's not going to lose his mind out there. He's got a Yamaha, which is the great bike and the great motor, and he's very motivated to, like, get a Supercross career going. You know, like,
3: yep. I like all three of those factors. Well, and I think, one of the big keys, too, is he's very, very good in the whoops. So I think on a track where the whoops are difficult, he could, that could be a, a big deal, right? I, I could see him getting, like, a fourth somewhere, being like, yeah, he was just he got a decent start, and he was super good in the whoops, and yeah, I mean, he's, I just think he has that, that upper end ceiling where it won't shock me in the least to see him get a top five, mm-hmm. even even more than once.
2: Um, uh,
1: I, I, I think we need to be careful with the, He won't lose his mind.
3: So, oh yeah,
2: Vegas. He did.
1: He he enjoys the combat.
2: Yeah, like that's true. Do. I just looked at him as being older and not that way, but maybe yeah, maybe. Uh,
1: I wouldn't be shocked if there's an incident or two.
2: Um, season. well, I can't wait to get Daniel Blair's commentary on that on the on TV show. I'm sure that'll be straight. Arena <laughs> Cross is its own animal.
3: I mean, it's yeah, it's they they play up the drama with that. Like they almost ask you to make contact with people in Arena Cross. And that's probably not true, but that's how it seems where supercross is just such a different it's a different deal man i, I think the racing is totally different
2: um Mitchell Harrison is on the Rockwell Yamaha team, the off of factory equipment uh he's certainly somebody that's got some talent and, and he's like a McAdoo where you know he was like a McAdoo where he was trying to get trying to get back onto that factory team and Mitchell Harrison uh is in the mix. Chris blos is back. To Supercross, Bolos older guy also, um, riding for the Husqvarna Gas Monkey team. Ouija, have, have these guys done enough for you to to know about them yet, or no?
1: Oh, uh, which of the Yamaha teams is standing out? Well, it helps that some of these Yamaha teams have gone away. We had like twelve,
2: right? Well, not this many, is this not, is the Husqvarna yeah, team. Hus- they
1: just, yeah, what happened to all the Yamaha teams? So it doesn't even count anymore. Okay. Fifty-one fifty, that sponsorship has gone to Rocky Mountain KTM, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering.
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they definitely stand out. The Gas Monkey thing, I think, is going to give them a lot of love. Now, this team has actually been around yep. in various forms. Rockwell's had stuff that A.G. Motorsport, A.G.E. A- a- A.G. E? Yep. A.J.E. A- a- yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, they've been around a while, but it'll be interesting. Like with a guy like Harrison, they kind of have to step up from where they were. I'll, I'll be interested to see if they do. They've been like a fringe main eventer.
2: No, Harrison's team. not on that team. What? Harrison's on the Yamaha team. Harrison's on Rockwell Yamaha.
1: Right. Oh, Gas Monkey and Aje are different than Rockwell.
2: Yes, they have
1: not done enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, then. See,
2: Weege is already out.
1: <laughs> they have not done enough. Uh, Blows. Sorry, guys, is on the Gas Monkey.
2: Bloss, Merriam, and Starling are on Gas Monkey. Aje Harrison
1: is on Rockwell.
3: Yes, I think that okay. will be stuff like that will be Ricky Carmichael's biggest challenge is to navigate those waters no, he's on teams work. like that. Where they're not at the forefront of his mind, because look, you know, I, Wej I would consider to be one of the most knowledgeable people when it comes to that stuff, and he's having a tough time keeping it straight right now. So you. How about it,
1: the fact that two hours ago I literally proof, proofread a story um, about which riders are on which teams, including those two teams, right. and I still got it wrong.
2: Right. Ricky's going really to go. work really hard every week. He's going to work really hard every week.
3: I have no comment on what, how it goes officially, but I'm just, I am just—I know for a fact that will be his biggest challenge, is keeping stuff like that straight in the heat of the moment. This is live television. There is no, you know, let's roll it back and redo it. Like, you're live. You know, it's going to be tough. Well, do it live. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, blows though, um, certainly blows. no, no stranger to supercos. Sometimes I think older yeah. older guys, like when JT dropped down, it was just a fucking disaster, right? And, and oh, God. It was. It was a disaster. You're a
3: moron. Oh, it wasn't a disaster? It went well? It went great for you? I mean, I was making the main events. I wasn't going to make the main events on the 450 at that time. I was nowhere healthy enough already. I, was, I was
2: making the main events. Okay, well, Blos will make the main events. I'm just saying, like, an older yeah, guy dropped it. And this, and this goes into my Phil theory, and I was proven right with Phil, and I was proven right with JT. Sometimes older guys dropping down to 250 class, it's a tough adaption. Yeah, the
3: whole thing was you're not, you're not looking at it the way that it was happening at the time. I'm at sorry, I'm just
2: looking at results. Oh, my on, bad. On. Sorry.
3: My Hold bad. Hold on. At the time, I knew and the team knew, we made a decision together that I was nowhere near ready enough to make 450 main events. I was way off the pace. And DNA at the time, who was the team sponsor, said we need bikes in the main event. We don't care which one at this point. So we made a conscious decision that I'm good enough to get in the 250 right now. I can, I still can't run or do anything because my leg wasn't good enough. So we did that until I was ready to go back to the 450, and then I went back to the 450 for the last three rounds and made the main events again. So mm-hmm. yes, it didn't go great, but that's that's all there was. That was the only way anything was going to happen.
2: I stand by. I stand by my my my, my thoughts. Yeah, Tom. Um, so cool. how's Blow's going to do?
3: Top 15. It, it, it will de- for me. It will depend on how good his bike is. If his bike's really good, I can see him sneaking into the top ten. But I just think that the bike is such a big deal in the 250 class. It's it's everything.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, Weej, thoughts on who's who's the top gas monkey guy? Who's the top monkey? Merriam, Starling, blos
3: uh, Starling. Starling, Starling, like we said, Starling's points, got some stuff. Yeah. You're,
2: you're all talking at the same time. Okay, go ahead, right. Weech.
3: Well, Weech was just making weird noises. Okay, he well, was kind
2: of. It's true.
1: I was, giving a little, I, was, sorry, I was actually giving you the Jeremy Warren, eh. I think, I think the best result might come from Starling. Blows is a veteran. He's, he's never going to miss mains. I wouldn't think he knows exactly what to do. I mean, he's been a front runner in that class yeah. in, in, in past years. But um, Starling, as we've already said, I'm, I think he might jump off the page here or there.
2: I'd like to see the guy that finishes the best each week, Merriam, Starlink, blose get like a real monkey head as a trophy. And you carry the monkey head because you were the top gas monkey guy. Maybe you put the monkey head on your helmet. Maybe
1: he could get gas. Could they just give him some gas?
2: No, I'd rather have a severed monkey head. Okay. I, just, I feel like that would be pretty cool.
1: I'm pumped for Miriam, by the way, because this is—if you talk to, say, Teddy Parks and his, the Teddy Parks experience, as you call it, like that's (laughs) the goal, right? That he gets these privateers off the island. Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't a full factory team or anything like that. But Miriam, dude, two years ago, three years ago, was just one of 38 riders over there, and he got a little bit better, a little bit better, and now he's like established himself. Like that program doesn't always work the way everyone would like it to. These most of these guys are just privateers for life, but Miriam has a chance here. Mm-hmm. If he keeps rising and does well with this equipment and gets better and better, he might actually make this work out. There's not many of those success stories, so I'm I'm pumped for him. Fly
2: racing zone, Teddy Parks. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, hey, uh, sleeper pick, Martin Costello. Pretty good. Uh, the IB Corp team's not around, but he's on a Suzuki, I see, in the entry list. So, Costello was a guy. Um, Jess Pettis, Canadian rider, he's going to have good equipment. Uh, we certainly saw him. had some good skills last year. Jess Pettis is going to be, you know, better supported than he was last year. So, keep an eye on that. And Tyler Keith's letting Pettis ride at the KTM track, the TLD team. I meant to Ooh. to thank Keith for that. I forgot. Um,
3: so, be Jess very Pettis. very angry with me about Jess Pettis this week. Uh,
2: and what about... What about Jerry? Listen, Jerry has switched coasts. Jerry has switched machines. Jerry has switched programs. Jerry has thrown everything away that didn't work for him before. And we know Jerry is fast. Weege, what about Jerry Robin?
1: Okay, so the main thing in our 450 podcast was Chiz Gonna Chiz, right? Yeah. If there's anything we learned, Chiz Gonna Chiz. So the number one question is not McElrath versus Cincerulo. It's not can and Nichols stay healthy. It is, is Jerry gonna Jerry? The number one question that everyone wants to know going into Anaheim this weekend.
2: <laughs> Jerry now has look. he switched everything up, Weege, except for like yes. his, his body. Like he I
1: I, <laughs> hasn't, hasn't, hasn't put his head he in another said, person's body. He hasn't
2: done like a big Tom Hanks thing. That's that's that's, okay. the, that's not happened to him.
1: <laughs> okay. But I am talking to you on the phone right now. The man who says zebra cakes, something about that. Was, I don't know. And, and lions, lions don't change their spots. I don't know much about animals.
2: I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Leopards
1: don't change their stripes. And zebra cakes don't, don't change, change, your change spots. their dots.
2: Right, dots. Right. <laughs> exactly. You nailed it, Weech. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right.
1: I am talking to you, who one of the many things on this ever-growing tombstone of yours will be that pretty much you are who you are. So, I don't know how I'm going to be allowed to go in there and say that Jerry's not going to jerry. I think Jerry Jerry going to jerry, Jerry going to jerry. I'm still thinking Jerry's going to jerry.
3: JT. I'm out. Period. <laughs> you can tell me he's, he's got whatever you want to tell me he's got now. I'm out. I, I'm not talking
2: Palpamek's fantasy purposes. I'm just talking as, as, a being, talk as a human being. As a human being.
3: I like him as a human being. I think he's a very nice kid. I think he has overcome a lot of adversity to even be out there, but I can't sign up for the fact that he's going to completely change how he races and what happens to him once he enters the dirt bike track. I'm out. Okay. Okay. Well,
2: Jerry has, like I said, everything that could be switched up, coasts, bike, suspension of motor guys, uh, living where he's living, everything that could be switched up, in a human being's life has been switched up with Jerry?
3: Listen, the kid is fast. It's not, it is not a question of whether he can ride a dirt bike well or not. So until he proves that he can seal the deal and and put in solid results that, you know, show up on paper, I can't, you know, I have too much evidence to the contrary. There's literally a mountain of evidence to the contrary. All right. All right. Fine. Be like that. I'll go into it hopeful for him, but there's no way I'm going to sign up for him on a fantasy team or predict a good result yet.
1: Maybe the only hope for Jerry is that he's literally had everything that could happen already happened. So maybe he's run out of things that could happen to prevent a good result.
2: Is that possible? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. It's I think a new you're... theory.
1: Yeah. Marty is putting it to the test. Yeah. It's a new theory. Um... He's used up every possible thing that could go wrong, including – Oh, I don't even. Worry. Where do I start? I mean, just riding around the whoops for a couple laps last year mm-hmm. in the heat of a battle, and else
2: uh, everything breaking. I, I'll up. miss
1: it. if Jerry doesn't. Jerry, I will be very. I will be upset. Be good for him, but bad for
2: me. Right. All right. Well, I'm just telling everybody I like Jerry. I've been Jerry's been sending me positive texts back on how his program's going,
3: and you have been very much on this Jerry train for the last. I'm going to say month. I, I mean, I just. I yeah. You know? So um
2: couple other things here. Uh we got a guy from Spain, Joan Cross.
3: Yep. C R O S.
2: Anybody know anything about Joan Cross from Spain?
3: Uh yes, he sounds like he would be some sort of mythical uh in some sort of mythical fairy tale. Like a min- like What's a
2: minotaur? He's half beast, half man. <laughs>
3: Or just in some sort of, you know, wives' tale from Europe or okay. some, like Middle Earth or something.
2: Uh, Thomas Doe? That's about all I know. I've seen Thomas Doe a lot over in Europe. Pretty good kid. Yeah. I, he could be a main event guy. He really
3: could. Um, that was well in Mercy. Mercy in Geneva.
2: Uh, we got uh, Nicholas Holoforce from Sweden. Anybody? No? No. Okay. No. Uh, we got Dylan Woodcock from uh, Great Britain.
3: <laughs> That's a great name. It is.
2: Um, we Moser will can ask him Moser about that one? Yeah, <laughs> Moser will definitely be talking to him. Uh, okay, so title contender Remember Carson Brown, Carson, Carson Brown, Brown too. Love Carson Brown people yeah. do love Carson Brown. People it, love Carson is, Brown. is is he's he a fly there. racing athlete still, JT? Absolutely.
3: Okay,
2: Carson Brown. Um, what about Ravenhorst? Australian, yeah. I did a podcast with him. it will be out this week, uh, a, a Privateer Island podcast. So uh, he's a top ten msx2 kid maybe closer to the top five you know like five to eight kid so he's over here full privateering it so and of course me being me i've, I've hooked him up with a motor guy already folks at Race Deck are going to help him out so um so okay so title title guy uh i got ac U two of Rath. correct yep all right best yep. I best don't wanna,
3: i don't want to pick him
2: right but i'm going to uh best rookie in the class Best rookie in the class. Hmm. I will go, I know March Banks is a favorite, but I didn't like what I was hearing a little bit ago, even though it was a while ago. I'm going to
3: go Lopes. I like Lopes. I'm going to go March Banks. I think from what I saw from him outdoors, he's he's really good. Whether or not he's as good, I kind of don't care. I think he's he's got some some high-level potential. That kid's fast. All right. Weegee? Each-
1: yeah, I like what you're doing, Steve, to make the show interesting. But March Banks, uh, I believe is on a higher level than Lopes.
3: Okay. Well we'll also-, also let's let's be real, it's also a pretty weak rookie class this year. Well, I don't know weak is the right term, but there's not a lot of star power rookie wise this year.
2: Um sleeper pick, I'll go Hayes. I'll go Hayes. I,
3: I, is that Hayes was, that was my pick
2: too. Hayes um yeah, he's one fifty six, so he's a three digit guy. Again, the fans will be like, huh? Jacob Hayes.
1: That should be unanimous.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, breakout guy. Breakout guy. Who do we got? Who's mm-hmm. gonna? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? You know, sort of, really step it up. And it could be anybody. From what their results were to what they're gonna finish in nineteen.
3: I'll go Nichols. I'll go Nichols yeah. wins the race. That's the breakout. Okay. That would count. With all the talk about the other three. Yep. I think Nichols gets the race win. Okay.
1: Yeah, I really like that pick. That's probably what I was going to say, unless we're not allowed to count him as that. Win would be different. Win would be a step up, for sure. Um, if I can't pick Nichols, if he's already off the board, uh, I would then go with maybe Moseman being approved from where he was. Uh, but Nichols winning a race, I, would, I think that's very
2: likely. All right. I'll go Jerry. Oh, gosh. Yep. <laughs> and by that, by that, I mean Jerry just makes all the main events.
3: Jerry, I can't, You know what's great is I cannot wait until the amount of anxiety and talk that is going on about Jerry Robin by however many people play Pulp and Max Fantasy and then all of us goofballs on Saturday. Like He will be completely irrelevant to the overall race <laughs> picture, but right. he will be talked about so much. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Jerry's going to be a poor man's Justin Starling. Like in the mains... You know, back there a little bit, but just out of a van,
3: just grinding. So he's gonna he's gonna be in the main event every time now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a big that's a big step forward. It is. If yeah. He does that, that's then that's a big.
2: That's, that's what I mean by breakout. Right. Yep. All right. Um. All right. Disappointing. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna have a who's who do you guys see having a tougher time than they than they probably think?
3: Jerry. <laughs>
1: This is going to be fascinating. He doesn't <laughs> set that fantasy show up for the rest of the season just with that alone.
2: Right.
0: Weege.
1: um this, this is a tough one. Uh, you're going to automatically get some hate from somebody. But uh, I think this is a huge, huge moment for McAdoo. And I don't know if he's going to get the results that he needs to, to guarantee that he's back on a team like that. I mean, he has to get some podiums, I would think. That's going to be tough.
2: That's, if that's the bar, that's tough. Stuff, tough. I mean, yeah. is that the bar? Do you think the Geico guys are no. like, hey, you know, hey, you've ridden the bike enough? Like, we don't care that it's a late start?
1: Yeah, I don't think you can consider that a big factor. I mean, and technically he was on the team for, yeah. you know, a year and a half ish. Right. Um, but that's a pretty stacked group there at the top between the two star guys, AC, Shane. So can he get in uh, his own right. teammate? So um, can he get in there? Ooh, I don't know.
3: All right. I think, uh, I think a really difficult situation, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Keith touched on it, but I think Cantrell is in a make-or-break year here.
2: Tyler Keith was being way nice with Cantrell, by the way.
3: He was being nice, but I think he's, if he doesn't produce this year, he's going to be on Traders or oh. AJP, you your know, gas Monkey or something like that. If he doesn't, One, he's, he's got to make it happen this year. 100%. Yep.
2: You know, you know, Cantrell's the reason Amar's not on the team.
3: I am aware, yes.
2: Right. Just throw- I thought it was Falk. Well, then no, they had to get rid of one guy. They couldn't.
1: They the couldn't. amateurs were the
2: mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Yes. The amateurs are the reason why the 28-year-old kid can't keep racing 250 class. That's, that's the reason why.
1: You are, you are just Martin nothing Floyd. is not a paradox.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, I'm honest. I'm honest. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't sit here and pretend like, you know. I mean, Amart's a little older. He's a little older.
1: Okay. I know you've always been the champion of guys just being in the 250 class forever. I hear
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick for uh, struggling, I think Mitchell Harrison. I think Mitchell Harrison might be the guy because he's been nothing but a factory guy. Um, his career, and now he's going to be on a team where you know they might not get those race tires. They may not be able to test that much. They might not be able to figure things out. Now he's on a Yamaha, which I like, and it's the greatest motor in the class and all that, but... Yeah, I, I think a, a kid like Mitchell Harrison might be like, wait, what? Like, I got to pay to ride practice tracks? Like, wait, what, tracks aren't groomed? Like, water? Like things like that. Like, just such a massive step down for a ki- kid like that. I, ho- I hope he proves me wrong, but Mitchell Harrison, I think, might be in for a rougher go. It's
3: tough, man. It'll be interesting you're, to see you're right. I don't... catch up. Go ahead, JT. Yep. No, i was sorry. I was going to say, I think you're right. I don't know if it'll be the, you know, I got to pay to practice or whatever, but I think not having video, the same level of video, whether they have, like, fish on Saturdays, just stupid stuff like that makes, makes race day harder, hard, makes it harder to figure the tracks out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how it'll go, but there will be a step down as far as, you know, resources and convenience and all that little stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
1: If you remember Harrison, like, his first year as a rookie in Supercross, it was just downright scary, and he's oh, gotten God. a lot yeah. better. So I'm just wondering if his, like, rising learning curve can maybe offset yes the team's not the level that it was when he was star or husky but i'm wondering if he can maybe overcome that because he just does seem to be getting better at supercross each year
3: He's definitely better he was he was really scary his first year and i I even had some back and forth with people on emails and twitter that i was being too harsh on him but he's improved a lot and i i won't back away from those those early days but he's definitely a lot better than he was then no doubt yeah.
2: If the if the gas monkey guys don't ever a severed monkey head in their pits, I'm going to be really bummed.
3: I putting what about out if they have like a monkey brains hors d'oeuvre or something like Indiana Jones? I'm fine with that too. Okay. Fair I'm enough. even fine with not like a
2: real severed monkey's head. I'm fine. Just a fake one. You know what I mean?
3: Either Like I'm fine either way. Just. weed where do you come down on Indiana Jones?
1: Uh, I can deal. I can deal with it.
3: All right. it, it, Archaeologist yeah. that travels the world looking for jewels, uh, fights Nazis, and stuff ha, like that. And, real has enough a, for you. and has a whip? Yeah, I
1: mean, okay, there's a couple of over-the-top special effects and stuff, but for the most part, yes. Could an archaeologist in that era have had to deal with some Nazis while searching for treasure? Sure.
2: <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Good, good to know. Um, all right, everybody, anything else? 250 West preview, we're going to do an East preview, of course. Heavy, heavy on the Marty talk. Come east. <laughs> what?
1: I can't wait. Can't wait.
2: I mean, is, what else would you talk about?
3: He might assassinate you one day.
2: He's if not, not going to assassinate jokes, me. Go back and read what I wrote when he was making 450 outdoor podiums go
1: read go back end. and read what you wrote when he was going to teams with a ski mask and a gun and stealing money.
2: Okay, again, I think I've apologized for that. I think I think I've let everybody know that was a little too far. <laughs> okay. I I I I've I've, I've I've walked that one back a little bit. He is not stealing money from the teams with a mask and a gun. He's not doing that. So, other than that, we all make mistakes. Marty knows he makes a lot too. And uh, you know. So, no, Marty's not going to assassinate me. I'm, I'm, I'm Team Marty.
3: You did get Marty on yeah. pulp. I
2: got, I got Marty on pulp. He came on pulp. They if, all come if around.
3: If you're if you're one thing in this world, you're definitely Team Marty. That is true.
2: I mean, don't you guys find it interesting if, if his 14th year will be successful in the class? I mean, don't don't you guys find that interesting?
1: Oh, huge topic. Huge topic. Right. Absolutely. It could be a tough, road to hoe. <laughs> Hey, I feel like if you look at both of the lineups, though, both east and west here, we have not used the word "stacked" once in this show. I don't think we'll use them in the east. Like it is a big difference. Those those guys graduating. Yeah, yeah, it's a big difference.
2: And they're equal to me too, both coasts. Like we've seen the east be weaker a few times. To me, they look similar. I don't see one oh, being.
1: Last year's west was ridiculous. Yeah, it's this. Now we have a similar group, but you just don't have uh, Plessinger. And Savachi and Hill, who was champ in it. That's a huge difference.
2: And Zach Osborne.
1: Well, I'm just saying the West. Oh, oh West. Okay, last yeah. Year. Right, right. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah no. So the door's open. Even for Marty, the door's open.
2: <laughs> I mean, for real, though, just quickly, do we have a title winner in either coast and in this class, Supercross? Am I, am I blanking right now?
1: I don't think so.
2: Is someone going to win their first Supercross title in in both sides?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. So we are going to have two first-time champions, which is we have no no guys who have won a title.
3: What if Marty wins it and then decides to defend it? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) no, he's
2: out. No, he's out. If you, if you, if you're past three years and you win, you're out.
1: I think it's four now. Just change
2: it. Yeah, that's true. What's that, JT?
3: They could just change it.
2: No, they can't. Absolutely, they probably will. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) hey, that's an interesting stat. So I want full credit for that. There's there will be new champions, first time champions. There's nobody who's the who's a defending champion in either coast, coast, which is God am I. Am I really missing somebody or no?
1: When four guys move up, um, it makes your odds pretty good of being right.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So That's so true. when when AC and Amart take the titles, that'll be sweet.
1: They collide collide in the showdown of Vegas.
2: <laughs> if we get what we always wanted.
1: Yes, AC versus Amart.
2: Um you know what? Marty might get it done this year. Jesus Christ. Marty might get it done. Think about it. Forkner's pretty good. Forkner will be really good.
1: Jordan Smith, good.
2: Yeah, but I think that both those guys got Jordan covered in, like, speed.
3: Yeah, maybe. You know? Maybe Forkner will be the favorite, I think. Yeah.
2: Slight over Marty. And Amart. <laughs>
1: You might, in these six weeks here, talk yourself into Marty as your favorite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for making this happen. Thanks to Alpine Stars. Thanks to Maxis as well. Thanks to you people for listening. Appreciate it. 250 Supercross West Preview. A.J.E. Husky, please get the severed monkey head in the pits ASAP. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, anything else, boys? That's it. See ya. All right, see ya. See ya. See ya.
3: There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory.
1: And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money.
0: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, "That's it," you know. And it's it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that I was going to miss. The dogger, Ron Machine.
1: Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know? And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down?
3: Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high
0: believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money.